Sports Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Start or Sit for the AFC Home Games. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? It is Thursday, September 12th. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. we got a start of the week to talk to you about. we got the Texans and the Jaguars. we got the Bears and the Broncos. we got some good defenses, of course. And we got the Patriots going to demolish the Dolphins. And more games to discuss and a lot of injuries. Plus a little bit of trade talk at the, start, at the uh, top of the show. Eventually I will stop talking and I'll turn it over to Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Good morning, guys. Who are some players you are feeling pretty good about in week two? Um... You remember what I asked you about as I, I said I was going to potentially make the start of the week? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about Devin Singletary. Uh, I think it's going to be a breakout game for him against the Giants. But not start of the week excited. No, no. I, uh, you talked me off the ledge, as I said. Talked me off the ledge, Adam. Um, but I, I think there's a, an opportunity for him to be uh, this, this to be the coming out party for Devin Singletary. I, I, I was a little surprised they didn't run the ball more in the early part of the game for the Bills. And he's so much, it's not even close how much better he is than Frank Gore. Not that that's a huge surprise, but I mean, right. don't be stupid, Bills. Yeah, and I told Jamie, I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. And we had a nice little laugh about it. He sang, he sang it, too. I, I did not. Uh, Heath, who are you excited about this week? I'm excited about the Carolina Pass offense tonight. Uh, expect big things from Cam Newton, from DJ Moore. Maybe even from Curtis Samuel, if he can catch a deep pass. And I am excited about... Tyler Boyd. Uh, there's a lot of hype about John Ross. He's actually more expensive now on FanDuel than Tyler Boyd is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and so I'm going to play all of the Tyler Boyd this week. All right, cool. Love love that call on Tyler Boyd. I still like John Brown. I think he continues where he left off last week against the Giants. It's an easy matchup for him. That Giants secondary got forged last week, and I think John Brown can take advantage as the number one guy. Double-digit targets again for him this week. And if I can sneak in one more, Waller. <laughs> yeah, you should oh, yeah. be. Yeah, top, so... Top top fantasy tight end this week. Not the top tight end, but among the top. Obviously, you guys like the Bills. Uh, I, I did read that Janoris Jenkins did not get thrown at one time by Dak Prescott. So, you know, they, it's not like they had Jenkins on Cooper the whole game. Cooper scored his touchdown on the rookie, Baker. But I just that's the only thing with John Brown is like, are they just going to stick... Janoris Jenkins on John Brown because he's actually good, Jenkins, while everybody else is terrible. But we'll preview that game tomorrow. Although, would you start John Brown over DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel tonight? Yeah, over Samuel. Samuel for sure. Not more. Yeah, I'll start him over both. All right. Cool. How, how about God? I'll go. Or... I'll go one step further, Adam. Oh, oh. I'll go John Brown over Mike Evans too. Wow. Why? So, so you got Godwin ahead of Evans now? I do have Godwin ahead of Evans. Is that a Garrett Bradbury thing? It's a Jameis Winston, Bradbury Jackson, terrible track record in Carolina, short week on a bad team type thing. Okay. All right. Mike Evans. Woo. All right. Uh, let's get a little bit of trade talk here. So we did this with Heath and Ben yesterday. I want Dave and Jamie to have an opportunity to talk trade, buy low, sell high. Make sure you ch- uh, check out Dave's trade chart. Every week he updates it, so it'll help you out if you're trying to make some acquisitions. 
But the first question, really, we didn't talk about Lamar Jackson yesterday. And I remember a year ago, we were saying, sell high on Patrick Mahomes, sell high on Patrick Mahomes. He's a quarterback, you know, he can't be this good. And obviously, he had a historic season. Is Lamar Jackson this season's Patrick Mahomes? Let's start with that. What do you think? I'm definitely not ready to say that. Probably not. He's better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I mean, obviously he's not going to be as prolific of a passer, but he'll run for more yards. You think he only ran for six against the dolphins, but I, the, you know, the question is not so much as he going to have one of the best seasons ever. It's going to be, are you going to regret selling high on Lamar Jackson? Depends on how high you sell. I got a question uh, on radio show of, Lamar Jackson for Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I said know. aim higher. Right, okay. Aim okay. higher and wait longer. Because he's got Arizona this week, and he's got Kansas City next week. He's, he's going to continue putting up numbers until he starts running into the tougher defenses in his division. He doesn't have a good defense until week seven. God, that Chiefs-Ravens game was so good last year, too. I don't even remember it. Was it? That was where the Chiefs were down going into the fourth quarter. The Ravens were. It's the only game Lamar Jackson lost. Oh yes. I remember. I I spoke to Eric Weddle about that at the Pro Bowl, and he said we had a great game plan on Mahomes, and then he just did Mahomes things. <laughs> and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. That pass to Tyreek Hill, yeah, rolling right through mm-hmm. forty yep. yards downfield. Yeah, Arizona this week at Kansas City, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Cincinnati at Seattle, a bye, New England at Cincinnati, Houston at the Rams, San Francisco at Buffalo, the Jets at Cleveland, Pittsburgh. I swear, Lamar Jackson might have one of the best schedules in football. Like, it is it is good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Dave, who are some guys you want to buy low on right now? I, I've got a whole list of them. I would start with Matt Ryan and Carrion Johnson. I think those two guys were drafted pretty high, especially in the case of Carrion Johnson. I don't think anybody's panicking on Carrion Johnson, but they might be on Matt Ryan. And if you had Jameis as your starter, maybe you can make a trade to get Ryan on the cheap. I think his worst schedule, his worst game on the schedule was in week one, and things are going to get a little bit easier for him moving forward. With Carrion, actually, I, I put out a question if you were rewriting your 2019 bus column, who would you lead with? And and I did get a number of Carrion Johnson responses. So I, I, don't, I actually don't think it's... Uh, unreasonable to be worried about Johnson just because the split with CJ Anderson is, is just too even for a lot of people's uh, comfort, you know, and that doesn't bother. Like you're not concerned about that. You'd still want to buy low on carry on. I still think he's the better talent. And I still think once he shows that talent, that split will become a little bit more in his favor. Okay. Jamie, anybody you want to buy low on right now? Dave says Matt Ryan and carry on Johnson. Nick Chubb. Oh yeah. We had that one yesterday as well. People are ready to bail on Nick Chubb. No, but I mean, you, you know, you're you're looking at trying to get something that you're trying to get somebody who had a you know bad game performance sure, that the sure. expectations it's, were. It was my answer yesterday. It's the exact same thing as Carry On Johnson. Like you can't give up on these guys after one. Game. Yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned one that you're afraid of this week. Mike Evans, I think, is a good buy low candidate. OJ Howard is a good buy low candidate. Yep, Howard's on my list. Okay, Evans. Yeah, I, I'll say it again. I just I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't do well tonight. But then after that, yeah, you definitely like you could buy low now. But if he if he doesn't do well, I, I don't think we're going to come on tomorrow and freak out about it. Dave already said he's not expecting much from Evans tonight. Was that fair? Yeah, to say? it just in in terms of the the Bucks. I spoke to Carson Palmer this week, and you know he played for Bruce Arians, and he said it's going to probably take three or four weeks until you start to see the 
the real upside of this offense. But once it comes, it's going to be fantastic just given what Jameis can do with the receivers that he has. So he said he didn't really, he wasn't really surprised that it was a, a rough week one. Now, obviously Jameis made several mistakes that were frustrating, but uh, you know, in terms of what he said, his experience in learning Bruce Arians offense was, he said it took a little bit of time. Okay. Uh, let's do some sell high stuff. Jamie, who do you want to sell high on? I mean, any of these rookie receivers that had these big performances, if you can. You know, there's there's going to be one or two that are really good, but typically we see this a lot. You know, they come out, they have a big first game, and then they disappear. So, um, who do you think you know, who do you think I, has I, the most trade value right now of these rookie receivers? Oh, I mean, Marquise Brown. Yep. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Okay. I would. Yeah, I would agree. I think Metcalf would have a case as well, just because he got the most targets. Um, Dave, sell high. I would sell high on Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's what I After, said. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that that's a pretty obvious one. Um, he got gift wrapped that seventy five yard touchdown catch, and um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be that good uh, the rest of the season. And I think you could make the case for T Y Hilton as a sell high guy. I don't know how many multiple touchdown games he's got left in him this year. Um, Chargers really stank on that second score. It was like a like a screen into the flat, and he just broke some tackles and was off to the races. So those are two guys that I would consider selling high on. It depends on what you need and how deep you are at those positions. Yeah, and they're facing each other this week. How about that? Derrick Henry and T.Y. Hilton. Heath, was there anyone that you didn't talk about yesterday that you'd like to talk about today? Uh, did we talk enough about the possibility of trading D.D. Westbrook for Dak Prescott? Oh, I would much rather have Dak. Yeah, it, you know, let me just say it depends on what you need. Hypothetical let, for Dave and Jamie. Let's uh, let's say hypothetically you have Cam Newton as your starting quarterback, and someone offers you Dak Prescott for D.D. Westbrook. I'm not making the move yet. I'm not panicking too much on Cam. No, me either. It wasn't a panic move. It was a drop move. I would have dropped D.D. Westbrook for Dak Prescott. Um, You're dropping D.D. Westbrook already? I, I mean, look, I, I think Gardner Minshew is going to be absolutely dreadful. Maybe I'm wrong. I know Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. I don't really care what he did at Washington State because a lot of guys put up huge numbers in Mike Leach's offense. Um, I think he's going to be terrible. I think the Jaguars are going to be awful this year. I'm I'm bailing well, on Didi. So you're bailing on Fournette too. I mean, I'm I don't like Fournette as much as I did, but I'm not bailing on Leonard Fournette. But but so I think what's your I think reaction. Uh, well, I, let me just say this from a broader standpoint. I think that the fantasy community is way too obsessed with this whole idea that quarterbacks don't matter. You know, we we almost put it out that way. That, ah, yeah, whatever. You have a you have one quarterback. That's fine. Just roll with him. You don't need a second quarterback. You have Cam Newton. Well, I might not like Cam Newton every week. Or maybe Dak Prescott's just going to be better than Cam Newton. So it's just a general thing where I think the fantasy community, because when we do leagues with other analysts, like there are five great quarterbacks on waivers every week. But that's not the case in most people's leagues. So if Dak Prescott happened but, to be on waivers and he's a possible breakout guy, you should go get him because he's just going to be more valuable than D.D. Westbrook if he really has a breakout. But but the, it, the scenario is you have Cam already. Yeah, and and you I have think Cam and then and then you you'd rather just carry Dak on your bench and just I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing I'm just trying to understand. So you, you have Cam on your bench and then you're just going to play the matchups each week, possibly or just see where it goes okay. with Dak and maybe he's no. Like, I mean that's not it's not it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I I just think like you're bailing on Westbrook too soon. I might be, but I'm not just dropping D.D. Westbrook for anyone. Like I wouldn't drop him for John Ross. But I think that sometimes quarterbacks win you your league. And I had 
a dreadful week one. I had a terrible week in almost every single league. I think I would say basically every single league, my quarterback sucked. So like I, you know, quarterbacks can win you or lose your weeks, and you can't just take which, them. For which, granted. Were, which were the quarterbacks? Cam, it was a lot Cam of and Goff? Cam, a yeah, lot of Cam you know and golf. golf. A lot of Cam yeah, and golf. Right, yeah, right. They, yep. they, and with Cam, like he didn't run in week one. So and neither did Russell Wilson, by the way. And he only threw like twenty passes. So I don't think that if you if you like, I still believe in Cam Newton. I still do. But if he has another game tonight where he doesn't run, I'm going to start getting a little bit worried. And I might wish I had Dak Prescott on my be- my bench. And that might have been my only chance to get a really high-end backup. What's your what's your threshold of rushing for him where you're not going to panic? 25 yards. Okay. So anything under 25, you'd be concerned? Yeah, I'd say so. What if it's 20 and a touchdown? Yeah, that'd be good too. But that was the thing. Like Christian McCaffrey is a legit goal line back now. Like Cam might not get yeah. those one yard rushing touchdowns. They keep giving it to McCaffrey. Like they were down at the eight yard line. If, they direct snapped it to Christian McCaffrey and he ran it in. I don't know if we can say that yet. I don't know if that's the case. I think that Cam can still do short yardage work. And anytime he's at home, I think there's a better chance at it. He seems to score more from short yardage when he's at home rather than on the road. It was at home last week, though. I know, but it was it was McCaffrey. Then the play was awesome. The play design that they used was fantastic. And I also don't think it was from the goal line. I thought it was from like no, the that five one wasn't. Or six. But he had he got work near the, the goal line. Ar- you know, it was Arma that ended up getting the goal line touchdown last week. Oh, uh, okay. Well, either way, it wasn't. It wasn't Cam, Cam and it so wasn't I, McCaffrey. I apologize. So they but, changed it up. Yeah, but but McCaffrey will get that work near the goal line. Like they love him more than they've loved the running back ever. All right. Anyway, we got to get That's into true. we got to get into the starts and the sits. So we've got some 60-second rankings disputes. Let's see how this goes. I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock. I'm going to let two of you dispute. The first one here is Dave versus Heath. And it is, of course, Cam Newton. Dave has him 12th. Heath has him first. And JB has him fifth. Dave, kick it off 12th on Cam Newton. I didn't like what I saw from him last week. He, uh, according to Sports Info Solutions, only 68% of his throws were catchable on target throws. I believe that ranked 27th among starting quarterbacks last week. And we did see Christian McCaffrey take a huge workload on the ground and through the air. So maybe he makes a play after the catch to help Cam Newton along. Um, I'm worried about the accuracy. And like you, Adam, I'm worried about the rushing. I know it's a great matchup at home. I think he'll be good. I think you can start him. I'd rather start Dak this week. I'd rather start 11 other guys than Cam Newton this week. Can, uh, okay, he, just about any quarterback of my top five quarterbacks against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, and I'm going to rank them number one in that given week. I do not believe that what happened against the San Francisco 49ers means the Tampa Bay defense is good and they lost the safety in that game, so they may be even worse than we expected. I expect a bounce-back game from Cam in a big performance in primetime. What did okay. you project for him? How many, how many touchdowns? You probably had to go three or four if you're ranking him number one. Well, no, because I don't like somebody's going to have a three or four touchdown week, mm-hmm. but I don't project that. I got about a fifty percent chance of a rushing touchdown, two point three passing touchdowns, two hundred and eighty total yards. Okay, that won't be like if he does exactly that, that won't be number one. But you don't project right. somebody hey, for three fifty four. Sixty sixty second rankings dispute number two. Mark Ingram. I'm going to go with Jamie versus Heath here. Dave has Mark Ingram twelfth. Uh, I think I looked at PPR. I can't imagine it's too much different. Um, although he won't catch many passes, it's, but it's a lot different. Is it all right? So actually, all right. So where where is he in PPR for you, Heath? He is nineteenth in PPR. He's thirteenth in none. All right. So let's do PPR. Mark Ingram, Jamie. I think you have him tenth. 
I'll double check on that because I may have I may have screwed that up with PPR and non PPR. Uh, but Jamie, you're higher on Mark Ingram. Yes, you have him tenth, and Heath has him nineteenth. Jamie, kick it off. Sixty seconds. Oh, I, I I just think that they're going to do whatever they want to against this Arizona defense, and he's going to have the chance for another hundred yard and a touchdown type of game. So I do think that'll catch more than no passes. So I think he'll catch one. Uh, it's just really looking at this Cardinals defense and how bad they are, and just expecting Mark Ingram to be as dominant as he should be once again. Um, obviously, the, there's there's a caveat to it. If his shoulder's bad, then he will clearly not be ranked in the top ten for me. But uh, I'm I'm just over the moon for this Ravens offense, and he's the lead guy in this backfield. I do have Mark Ingram projected for one catch, but one catch hurts you in PPR. Um, I there was a little bit of a split with Gus Edwards, especially inside the ten yard line, even before it was a blowout. I expect Ingram's going to be very, very good. I just don't have the same confidence level to rank him inside the top 12 in PPR. Non-PPR, it's very close, but there's just, just backs that move ahead of him because of their catches. All right, Marquise Brown is up next. Although, actually, let's let's switch the order around so we get a Jamie versus Dave debate. Let's go to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is 13th for Jamie. Dave, you said you were going to move him up. When I looked last night, you had him 33rd. So Allen yeah, Robinson is at Denver. There. All right, so where's Allen yeah, Robinson? The 33rd is straight up disrespectful, and the one thing that I notice is that um, Chris Harris didn't travel last week. Correct. So if that continues, then I think Allen Robinson can line up against Yadam or Yadam. I'm not exactly sure Adam. how to pronounce it. <laughs> Adam, <Azer>. me. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a number two wide receiver. He's in the 20s for me. I don't see him um, playing much better, putting up numbers much better than what he did last week. And I'm especially concerned about any time an offense goes up against a former defensive coordinator of their team. That's happening in two spots this week, in Chicago and Denver. Fangio, former Bears defensive coordinator, now coaching against them. And Cleveland's former defensive play caller is coaching against them with the Jets. Hmm. So I, I'm, I raised the ceiling on Allen Robinson. I think you can start him over guys like Tyler Boyd, Deshaun Jackson, even Michael Gallup in PPR, but I don't see him as a top 15 type receiver. Jamie, yeah, I love the setup Jamie for him. him huh? I, I, I think Mitchell Trubisky looks one way and one way only, and the rest of this receiving core is completely miserable, especially with Trey Burton not being on the field again. So uh, I was very impressed with how much, uh, how Rowland Robinson looked, you know, full year removed now from the ACL, healthy. Um, and if he's going to be this type of guy with this type of usage, he's going to be a top 12 guy week in, week out. So love the setup for him against Denver, and I think he can have a monster performance. Let's do Marquise Brown, 85% owned now. In non-PPR, Heath, you have him 43rd, Dave 27th. In PPR, Heath 45th, Dave 31st. And Jamie is in the middle, has Marquise Brown 35th in non-PPR, 36th in PPR. So Heath, you're the low guy outside the top 40 on Hollywood Brown against the Cardinals. Yeah, and it was an impressive performance in limited snaps in week one. I think like this should not surprise anyone if they've listened to this podcast for the last three years. My projections are built in a way that are going to react a little bit slower to what happens in week one. Uh, he wasn't, I don't believe, in anyone's top 60 wide receivers for week one. So I would like to see him play a higher percentage of the team's snaps. And I am not sure... like. Is there upside for him to be a top 20 receiver again? Absolutely. I also think there's a floor of like 15 yards. So I, I think the Ravens are actually getting smart about how they're using a lot of their pass catchers. Remember how we made a big stink about Mark Andrews only playing on third downs during the preseason? Well, what good is it if you're playing on downs where you're going to run the ball or if you're going to not be used, basically? And so if they're a little more selective with how they use their playmakers on offense, then I don't necessarily hate the snap counts and hate the target totals. 
as long as they do get used on a high percentage of the snaps and plays that they are on. And we saw that in week one. Maybe that eventually turns into a tell that the Ravens have to uh, have to account for because other teams will realize, okay, there's something happening. When you see Mark Andrews on the field, it's more than likely going to be a pass. When it's Marquise Brown on the field, play everybody back because you can't give up the big play. Um, I'm encouraged by how they used Brown as well. He wasn't just a deep ball guy. They used him on slants, screens, everything that he did back in college, he was doing in the pros. And Arizona's pass rush is a step up from Miami's. It's still not good enough to con- to get to Lamar Jackson on a regular basis. So there will be deep ball opportunities. I think if you picked him up, you can use him as a flex right away. All right. And then finally, guys, um, we'll get to Hunter Henry in a second and all the injury updates. What do you do with Antonio Brown this week? I'm just planning on not having him. I'm going to I'm gonna take it like the Patriots and go day by day. So for now, it looks like he's going to play. But if, if I've got to make a decision between him and somebody playing on Thursday, I'm going to take the Thursday guy since there is a chance that he might not play on Sunday. And I'll pay real close inactive or real close attention to the inactives and the news on Sundays uh, or on this Sunday to um, know whether or not Antonio Brown's good to go. If he plays, I like him. I like him. Okay. I think he'll be a good stat performer if he actually plays. Plan to be without him. Okay, yeah, so that's obviously for Thursday night games, you know. Antonio Brown, you got to start. Got to play it safe. Curtis yep. Samuel. All right, so um, yeah, I hope he'll be better options on Sunday as well. All right, let's take a break on fantasy football today. Big news when we come back. Hunter Henry out four to six weeks. Quincy Anunua out for the season. Mike Williams mispractice. We'll see if we have a Joe Mixon update. We'll be right back, and then we'll get into the games. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual-wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, I want to remind everybody we have a Saturday mailbag, and on that mailbag, we'll answer your iTunes questions. So please leave us a nice review, five stars, and you can ask a question there, a starter sit question, or it doesn't have to be starter sit, and we will read it on the Saturday mailbag. Not all of them, but we will read a lot of them on the mailbag and get to it kind of early because uh, it takes a little while for them to show up on iTunes. But the big news, Hunter Henry is out four to six weeks with a fractured knee. Heath, what's your reaction to this? Ugh. I hate it. Um, hate it for Hunter Henry and everything he's had to deal with in his career. Hopefully he is back in four to six weeks. This happened to J.J. Watt week five of the season, and he did not come back. So sounds somewhat encouraging that he might come back. If you need a tight end, there's kind of three, two or three levels. Um, there's several guys in that 60 to 80% range. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Jimmy Graham. And then you get below that, and you're probably looking at Greg Olson. And then if you can't get him... The guy I'm aiming for is Vernon Davis. There is some talk that Jordan Reed could be back, but it's been three weeks and he's still in the protocol, so I'm going with the expectation that he's not. 
I actually had to drop Greg Olson for Vernon Davis in two leagues because it's a it's a league where I can't make any moves today. So I didn't want I couldn't take the chance with Greg Olson. He might not play today. So uh, you know, and if it, if it's not Reed, I'll drop him for Vernon Davis. But of yeah, can we just take a moment to say that those leagues are bad? We should you need to be able to make ads on game day. It, like, yeah, do a good job, commission. <laughs> okay, um, Mike Williams mispracticed with a sore knee, so. You know, we'll preview this game tomorrow. Philip Rivers at Detroit could be without two weapons in this one. Um, is there anyone on the Chargers that we're picking up thinking expanded role, expanded production? Antonio Gates. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually a little bit worried about Rivers this week. Yeah, I think you have to be if he's without Mike Williams on top of it all. Who would it be? It would be Dontrell Inman and Travis Benjamin. Mostly, uh, yeah, I think Keenan Allen. Benjamin's the lottery ticket that you hope he catches a long pass. Right, and Inman's like three for 40, something like that. He might be five for 35. Yeah, could be something like that too. Um, You'd think that they'd lean on their ground game a little bit more, but that offensive line could be in real trouble against that Detroit front. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler might combine for 25 targets. Uh, Joe Mixon is day to day, so we still don't know. We're going to preview that game, and and we're ranking Geo and not Mixon right now, right? Correct, correct. Uh, Antonio Brown did practice. AJ Green's out of his walking boot, and Quincy Anunwa is out for the season with a neck injury. Is that a big boost for either Crowder or Anderson? Nah, I don't see it as a big boost for either guy. Okay, oh, Demarius. The boost for Demarius, right? Did yeah. we talk about Demarius joining the Jets? Yeah, he yeah, goes from yeah. irrelevant to probably irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I have a ton of injuries, but we got to get to the games here. So I think the the defensive injuries that I really got my eye on are Marcel Darius and Yannick Ngakwe on the Jacksonville defensive line. They might not play. And um, I said I said that Detroit. I said. Uh, Detroit right tackle Jawan James was going to miss several weeks yesterday, but it's actually it's Denver's right tackle Jawan James. So I wanted to correct that, um, and we'll just, we'll talk about other injuries as they as we do the games. Ion Fantasy Football is our Saturday night radio show. Check that out. Ion Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on Saturday nights on CBS Sports Radio, on Sirius Channel 206, on CBSSportsRadio.com. And if you want to win a million bucks, we have a way for you to do that. It's on CBSSports.com. It's our Parlay Pick'em. You can either download the CBS Sports app or go to CBSSports.com slash parlay and submit your parlay card. Once you're done, you're immediately in contention for big-time cash prizes. You could win a million bucks. You can even start a buddy group inviting your friends to the competition. So go to the CBS Sports app, look for the uh, for the CBS Sports Parlay Pick'em, or go to cbssports.com slash parlay. Take your shot at a million dollars. Games we're going to get to late. Let's do the start-o-meter for Denver. Uh, just Denver in general. Start-o-meter. Is there anyone that's more than like a three on the start-o-meter on the Broncos? No. Sanders and Sutton would be higher than a three on the start-o-meter. I, I'd probably have them around a three. I, I think the player, like, I was encouraged by the fact Devontae Booker didn't play and Philip Lindsay was essentially the pass-catching back. Um, I believe he's the player I have projected for the most fantasy points. He might be a four. Mitchell Trubisky at Denver. He's a four for me and a zero for everybody else. Negative L. <laughs> yeah, Heath has him like 12th? 14th or something. 14th. Okay, Dave and Jay. I've got, I've got him at right. quit him. <laughs> I, it's, it was one week. Like Dave told me, you told me before the podcast, you can't overact too much to one week. It's then, true, it's true, but at, at Denver, quarterback, though. I feel like he can. And it's at Denver. Against so I don't know if Denver's defense is any good. 
There's so many better guys. I would you curious. use him in DFS? Because oh, I will be use the, him in DFS. You are going to be the only human on the planet. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I am curious about Denver's DST. Uh, they should be a lot better than week one, but we'll see. David Montgomery. This is defense, not DST. Yeah, that's what I meant, defense. Uh, David Montgomery at Denver. Five-ish Finkel? Uh, I think he's got a shot. You know, it's just a matter of workload. Yeah, I'm, I, we don't know. I would definitely start Philip Lindsay over Montgomery. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald at Baltimore. Five. Eight. Six. Ooh, eight. Okay. They got to throw it to someone. Uh, and they might be without their top cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. So Baltimore, that's an injury. To right. And Jimmy Smith got hurt last week. Yep. And Arizona's going to keep this one close, I bet. I Well, they've got garbage time, if nothing else. Right. That's the only thing that'll save them. James White at Miami. Six. Uh, seven PPR. Yeah, eight, four, none. By the way, I have an injury update for you. Darius Geis likely out six to eight weeks with a torn meniscus. Thank you to Ben Schrager, oh. our producer. He is yeah, seeing Doctor uh, James Andrews. Yeah, uh, six to eight. I weeks. watched that. I watched that game this morning, and uh, he looked he looked very good. And they gave him a lot of work early on. Adrian, this stink. Adrian Peterson week. Oh, Adrian. By the way, um, with James White, I was a little concerned about his role in what's what's almost certainly going to be a blowout. But last season, the Patriots had three wins by 19 or more points. James White mm, caught I a touchdown. James White caught a touchdown in two of the three games. He had 68 or more receiving yards in two of the three games, and he also had some good rushing production in two of the three games. So he was really good in the blowouts. Of course, they didn't have Antonio Brown, but uh, it, that was it's not just that, Adam. They didn't have Rex Burkhead for all those games, and if they did, they weren't using him as much as they did. And they also didn't have the offensive line issues that they had before. They're playing paper. I know, but I, I can't get behind paper. James White with so many cooks in that kitchen. They're, they're the best defense you'll ever find. Uh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I get it. Zero to ten, Josh Gordon. Five, five and non-PPR, seven and, or seven and non-PPR, five and PPR. He's playing against the Dolphins. The thing, like, they can't all score. Want to bet? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I see that point, and I raise you the Ravens. <laughs> they, they can't all score. Kenyon Drake. Uh, by the way, I know you've been asking about this. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I listened to a radio interview with Ben Volan uh-huh. from the Boston Globe, and he said that he does not anticipate the Patriots taking their foot off the gas because of Flores. Yeah, I was thinking If about anything, they'll too. probably stick it to him. Well, what, what his point was, which is oh. valid, he said they got, they got beat by Vrabel, mm-hmm. who, yep. you know, former guy there. There was another guy. Patricia. Said, uh, got Patricia. beat by Patricia. Yep, yep, both last said. year. And he said also, like, he's going to hammer home. Belichick's going to hammer home all of the woes that they've had in Miami. And Brady will do the same to the offensive guys. So yep. they're not going to, you know, um, pull back just because of Flores. I'd say about three weeks ago, I was certain that the Dolphins were going to win this game. And then they started trading guys. And then they don't, don't, react, you don't overreact too much to week one, Dave. No, it's not. I said three weeks. Think, ago. think of the money line. Well, look, they traded. The they're not going to win. They're not going to win. We have previewed that. And game. I don't know if they but I don't know if they even cover. But Kenyon Drake what is like 17 Two. or something. Kenyon Drake against the Patriots. Two. Zero <laughs> point zero. Yeah, no chance. All right, let's get to the games. Here we go. Indianapolis I think he might be cuttable at Tennessee. Uh, I think the the stat of the game for me is really like you 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 might want to try to predict the winner of this game, and I don't know who like who do you think is going to win, Colts or Titans? Colts, Titans, Titans. Yeah, because the running backs, Mac and Henry, there's a big difference. Dave's talked about this um, 
with Marlon Mack. Big difference in their production of wins and losses. Now, here's the thing. Marlon Mack hasn't really lost that much. Since he became the lead running back for the Colts, they are 10-2, and two, including the postseason. Uh, and I, I consider that the second game after he got back from injury. And in the uh, 10... In, in the 12... Oh, no, they're 12-2. and two. Okay, in the 12 wins, he has 9 or more fantasy points in non-PPR in 11 of 12 games. He has 20 or more fantasy points in 5 of 12 games. For Derrick Henry, double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR in 6 straight wins with 14 or more fantasy points in non-PPR in 5 of those 6 wins. And they're just not as good in losses, really. But the last time Derrick Henry lost, he still had a pretty good game. He scored 10 fantasy points. That was Week 17. And that was when he was really going. Uh, but I do think that's important. So, uh, which running back? Who's your favorite running back in this game? It's either going to be Mac or Henry. Who do you like? Henry. I've got Henry ranked higher as of now, but they're both top fifteen guys. Henry. They're not both top fifteen guys for me, but neither of them are. But Henry. Yeah. I, I, da- Jamie, where do you have them? So obviously, Dave and and he, I have them very close, but I, I think Henry's in a better spot because I think the Titans are playing with the lead in this game, and I think you saw that the Colts' run defense last week was not very good. Okay. I, I think I'm, I'm going to be nervous about these guys every week, especially Henry. Uh, but I guess, I guess you start them. But you, t- you take out the 75-yard the screen pass, which is not going to be realistic for him. And, you know, 19 for 84 is, is about what you can expect when things are going well when for him. When things are going well. Yeah. yeah. He averages over six yards per carry against the Colts in his career. You know, so this is a defense that he's beat up on annually, and I think he'll beat up on them again. Okay. The Colts- they're going to they're gonna dominate time of possession. Colts are terrible against pass catching running backs. I don't think that's going to come into play here. No interest, I, I'm guessing, in Hines and uh, Lewis. No, no, no. Okay, they were terrible last year, and they were terrible in Week One. The Colts against pass catching running backs. Uh, the quarterbacks. Would you take a flyer on either guy? No, no. But I do think Brissett's still one of the like. If you're just full on streaming, Brissett's the best streaming stash. If you do want to carry two quarterbacks, I mentioned the catchable pass attempts stat with Cam. You know who threw the most catchable passes in week one? I'm guessing it's Brissett. He hit on all but one of his throws. 26, or uh, yeah, 26, 27 throws were catchable. He completed 21 of them. Nice. All right, so then... He's not bad. He's just not amazing. Do you like T.Y. Hilton better than the running backs in this game? If you were flexing. PPR, yes. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see. You know, one thing that we, we got a glimpse of is, you know, Andrew Luck goes to his tight ends and his big targets in the red zone. You, you saw that with T.Y. Hilton getting two red zone targets. Yeah, I like I like Hilton better than them. I would take the running back than non Yeah, it makes a big difference. I mean, Hilton had eight catches. Mack and Henry might combine for two, you know. Mack didn't have a catch. Henry had one. So, and just, you know, remember what the storyline coming out of the preseason was for them, aside from Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton having his best preseason. You know the one was throwing passes in all those practices. It's Brissett. Yeah. So how about T.Y. Hilton or Mike Evans? Hilton. 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 All right, so Hilton's a must-start then. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, any other receivers in this game? No. I mean, A.J. Brown, if you're desperate, to see if this continues. But, you know, I think last week we're going to find out that, uh, you know, Corey Davis, the three targets that he had, Denzel Ward was covering him. So... You know, did did Ward just kind of eliminate Corey Davis in the game? How about two of the targets were uncatchable, which has been the story of his career in Tennessee? Right, that's always been my thing. People, I don't hate Corey Davis. I don't. I no, just don't like Mariota. 
You know, yep. that's why. Was, but you know what? The, those shorter passes that he said, one of the passes that he hit for 51 yards to A.J. Brown, it was like a little dart over the middle and Brown broke away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that shows you an example of what Brown can do for the Titans. And I wonder if they're going to try and implement that a little bit more in their offense. Well, they're they're a FedEx team, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's actually really funny. What can Brown? That was like he said. What can Brown do for you? Basically, they're FedEx because they got the Fed. That's good stuff. Um, Delaney Walker, top seven in both formats. Start him up, Ebron. That, no, you're. I don't think you're going to feel good about starting him. But with Funchess out, I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up some targets. Okay, it'd be, it'd be him or it could be Doyle. Wouldn't be surprised if he dropped some targets. Yeah, t- did he t- drop t- that he... touchdown? I know he didn't get the touchdown, but it's like he he came down with it, and then it just kind of like rolled out of his grasp. He had, like called a drop. Drop. he yeah. had a touchdown like a drop. against Tennessee last year. He also had a game with zero catches and zero yards. Yep. The Titans were good against tight ends, but not the not the good ones they faced pretty much. And no, you can't um, feel confident starting him. They gave up a touchdown to Joku last week, but yes, you're right. Can't feel confident starting Ebron. So if you picked up a guy on waiver, like would you start if Greg Olson plays yes. to start him over Ebron? Okay. Um, Tennessee DST is top twelve. They had five sacks, three picks, and a touchdown and a safety at Cleveland in week one. Let's see. This is a really telling game. Very telling game to see where these teams are at right now after even in the loss, yep. Indianapolis was, I, was good last week. Yeah, and I think the Colts are streamable, too. I'd rather have the Titans. The DST. Okay. All right, cool. The that's back-to-back road games, then. That's game. tough. That's true. Uh, although I, I'm not really sure that's a real thing. but uh, no, It can be a real I, thing. I what do you mean? There's a lot of teams that it's, have it. Not really. I mean, teams could win. Bills that. have it. Chiefs have it. The, this week. the that's next a, game that, we're doing that's a, that's a Prisco-ism. Uh, I don't know how... I don't know how big of a deal it really is, but all how right. How many players have you asked? About? Adam, you get upset when you leave your house for two days in a row. Hey, well, that's true. That's why I never do it. But so you're right. But if I if I were good, I would. You know, if I if I could do it, I would. All right, let's take a quick break. San Francisco at Cincinnati. When we come back, the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. 49ers at the Bengals, both teams with very good season debuts defensively. And there's a lot of talent up front on the Niners' defense. Is Nick Bosa hurt, though? He didn't practice on Wednesday. All right. So so maybe, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, that's no good. Okay, which quarterback, if you were going to take a shot, would you take a shot on? Andy. Garoppolo. Uh, Dalton, yeah, easy. Garoppolo had the second fastest release time in week one, and he only averaged He should slow down 1. and try to be more accurate. <laughs> well, he should slow down and throw the ball downfield. He was 8.5 yards per attempt with the Niners in his starts. He was 6.1 in week one. So they got to get the wide receivers going here. His teammates should stop costing him touchdowns. He would have had three last week if without those penalties. So uh, you look at these teams. This would be like last year, like bonanza worthy, Okay. But are we buying what happened in week one where they were better defensively or are we expecting really good offensive production in this Bengals-Niners game? 
I expect the Bengals to have good offensive production. I'm, I'm uncertain about San Francisco. They, like they didn't just have Dave said it. They didn't just have two games on the road. They had not been home since they left I, for Tampa. They left Tampa. They went to Ohio. And they have and one pass catching option in this offense right now in George Kittle. They don't like any of their wide receivers. I'm I'm concerned about Garoppolo and San Francisco's offense, and even to a certain extent, Matt Breida. And I thought the Cincinnati's defense played really, really well in week one against Seattle. They were so fast up front. Yep. Really, really was impressed by Sam Hubbard and and uh Dunlap made some plays. They they looked really good up front. So I agree with you. I think there's some Weaknesses in that secondary, though. William Jackson didn't have his best game. And um, I, I think Garoppolo can find mismatches there. The thing that stands out to me about Cincinnati's offense is so many of the yards, about 100 of the yards that Dalton gained, one was on a flea flicker, and another one was on a deep lob to John Ross where the defender was, <laughs> like, if he was, like, a half inch taller or had a, the wingspan yeah. a half inch bigger, <laughs> that's a pick. Right. It's not going to be a bomb for a touchdown. So there was a little bit of fluke there. I think that there is a shot that this could be a high-scoring game, but I'm I'm not convinced that Andy Dalton is going to be a world beater with John Ross on his side. Well, I don't think anybody has him as a world beater, right? I'm just I just asked if you were taking a shot on one of these guys, you'd take a shot on Dalton. I think you could yeah, easily make Dalton. the case to take a shot on both of them in daily. Yeah, I, uh, right. I would start Dalton over Jameis. I would start him over Rivers, and I'd start him over Russell Wilson. I would start him over Jameis, but that's it. I'd start him over Jameis and Rivers. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about Brita then, because it's you know you're gonna start you're gonna start Kittle, and you obviously can't start a 49ers wide receiver right now. But Matt Brita, 94% owned, started in just 30 uh, 30% of leagues last year. I think it's actually up to like 96% owned. Um, and then based on like I, what, how many carries do you expect from Mostert? I, I think like seven to ten. Is that fair for Mostert? Yep. I think that's fair, and I also think both of those guys can catch the ball out of the backfield, and that's a great way for the 49ers to negate the Bengals' front because if that pass rush comes at them, Garoppolo can just dink it off to either of these guys. Breed is the better one of the two. I, I love him as a flex. If you were in a pinch and you needed to start him as a number two running back, you could definitely get away with that, and uh, you could almost say the same thing for Mostert. But I think he's probably better off being a desperation start this week. Yeah, neither of these guys are must start. So that's so interesting because, like, how is Matt Breida not a must start? Just not going to get enough of the share? I mean, the Bengals' run defense was really good. But last the Bengals week had the, the worst team. defense in football last year in terms of fantasy. And don't care as much. This is a different year. coordinator, but it's a it's like a very similar defense. Like I don't really see how they upgraded. No, but but they they're. Their they scheme did. is different. Their they're, scheme they're, is they're, a little bit different. They're a little bit more aggressive. Some of the younger players are, are a year older. I mean, you know, you have, yeah, it's just a better setup for them. Yeah, for me, it's more about game script, and I'm just afraid San Francisco's going to be playing from behind, and I don't know how many targets Breida get. So you'd start Henry and Mac over Breida? Oh, oh my with, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting any Chiefs running back. Well, not any Chiefs running back, but the two Chiefs running back over Okay, and then if Gio Bernard is the guy, if Mixon's out, Geo Geo where? Well, yeah, okay. I, I know. That. I, I, it would be either Mixon or Geo over the 49ers guy. Well, oh, oh, I know over uh, the yeah. 49ers guy. I'm talking about, is he a top 12 guy? Is he a top 10 guy? Uh, top 20. Top 15. I, yeah, I've got him ahead of both Henry and Mac. All right. That's the, like the barometer for the I, I would do that in PPR and non-PPR. I would take Henry over him. I would too. So we PPR. like Tyler Boyd quite a bit. Well, yep. what about... Yep. 
What about John Ross? Are we willing to start him again? Or for the he's a good time? number three receiver. For me, he's in the same. Like I, I'm just going to be lower. For me, he's in the same boat as Marquise Brown. I wanted to add him. I'd like to have him on my bench, but I don't feel like I can tr- start him. Okay. It's funny though because this is now eight games since last year he's played without AJ Green and he scored a touchdown in six of them. Yeah, Ross. So would you start John Ross or Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders. I start Ross. Sanders for me. Sutton or or John Ross? Ross. Sutton for me. Sutton. Uh, Tariq Cohen or John Ross? Cohen. That's one where I think you can go with Ross and Ross. play the upside. <laughs> All right. I mean, I th- if you're starting two receivers, you start the one that has more touchdown potential. I think we're pretty much done with this game. Are you interested at all in a Cincinnati tight end? CJ Uzama actually had 66 yards last week. And yeah, Cam- Cameron Braid had two touchdowns called back against the Niners. If you're desperate for a tight end, Uzama can be the guy. The one thing is, though, that Eifert had more targets. Uzama played more. Uzama so. had a bigger, bigger cat. Five targets. Oh, he was targets, the better of the so. two. Kind of an OJ Howard, Cameron Braid situation just taken away from each other. Yeah. All right. I'm just throwing out names if you're desperate in a deep league or something. Uzama had five targets. Eifert had six. And the Niners... Like I said, gave up two touchdowns that were called back to Cameron Brait. And the Cincinnati DST is all over the place. Jamie's got him 11th, Dave 18th, and Heath not ranked in the top 20 foe. I'll move him up. All right, but not that high, I'm assuming. So Jamie's the high guy on the Bengals DST. I I would put them behind the Titans and the Colts as far as streamers go. Yeah, I'd take him way over the Colts. Again, really interested to see if week one was an outlier or if these defenses are improved. And quite frankly, I buy it more from San Francisco. They have drafted so many players in their front seven for like the last five years. And it's possible they actually have some some real talent yeah. on the team. How many of them are actually uh, healthy? Right. They're I mean, not think, all at 100%. No, they're all healthy. I mean, they're healthy. Bosa and it, it, Ronald Jones averaged almost six yards per carry against them. Well, Ronald Jones is amazing. We all it know was that. was after Quan Alexander went out, though. But they have Quan Alexander now. They have D Ford. They have Nick Bosa, Eric Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas. They have a lot of they have popular names. names. They have names. I don't know if they're good. Okay. Um, that's it for the video portion. We still have six games to get to on the audio portion of fantasy football today, and we're not taking a break. So here we go. Audio portion for the video viewers. Thank you so much for watching fantasy football today. Uh, sorry, youtube.com slash fantasy football today or on CBS all access. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on video. Kansas city is at Oakland. All right. Who's your favorite running back in this game? The one who won't share carries. Josh Jacobs. Any disagreement? No. Um, yeah, I've got Jacobs higher in non-PPR, but I've got Damian Williams higher in PPR. Are you comfortable starting three running backs in this game? I am. I think, I think we're going to see McCoy's role expand. How can it not after last week? But Damian Williams still does a lot of good stuff on third downs. Played way more third down work. Uh, than McCoy did. And all the red zone work. Yeah, and I'm hoping he can last hang on week, to that. Let's see what happens this week. Right, right. Like, we but don't I'm know just, what they're going to do with the goal line this week. Yeah, I, I've got McCoy as a flex, but I, I, I'm fine starting with a flex. Okay, so how about uh, Tyrell Williams versus Damian Williams? Who would you rather start? Tyrell, I believe I've ranked high. Uh, Tyrell, that's not close for me. I might be the high guy on both of them. Um... But I have Damian projected for more fantasy points. Tyrell, I've got him 21 spots apart in my flex rank. I mean, Tyrell should have a huge game. Right? Oh, he, he should have a good game. He's set up. He's a must start. Yeah. Yeah. He's a top 20 receiver for me. Okay. Um, and Josh Jacobs is top 20 for everybody. 
a little bit lower for Heath and PPR, 20th overall. That's the lowest uh, of the guys, but 18, 17. It's going to be an interesting PPR. game just to see how they do when they're chasing points with him. Right, and I, I mean, Jalen Richard had one touch and no targets, so while I could see a scenario where he's more involved, nobody's going to start Jalen Richard. Oh, no. Um, I think McCoy is super interesting here. Let me compare him to some wide receivers. Would you start LaShawn McCoy or Allen Robinson? Robinson. 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 John Brown or LaShawn McCoy? Brown for Brown. me. Uh, McCoy and nine people here. D.D. Westbrook or LaShawn McCoy? D.D. Uh, McCoy and nine people here. And then, I'm sorry, just clarify to me, where are we, Damian Williams versus LaShawn McCoy? Dave, you like Williams better? Like just, They're both number two running backs for me. I like Williams better in all formats. Uh, I'll take McCoy over Williams and not PPR. Williams better by about 15 to 20 spots. In both? Uh, yeah. You just you think he's going to have a big game? I think, well, like part of the thing is, and it this is, like I'm not going to be on for the Devin Singletary ranking, but I, it probably fits just as well there too. LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Hyde. They're not going to average eight yards per carry again. Right. Right. Um, I, I'm not going to project anybody to average better than five yards per carry. And I'm not going to ex- project a big increase in workload. There might be a small increase in workload, but I don't think he's getting 15 touches or 15 carries. And so if it's 10 to 12 at four and a half to five yards per carry, like it's just, yeah, that, that doesn't get him into the top 30. That's Everything exactly. coming out of Kansas City is McCoy's going to get a bigger workload. Right. To what degree, we don't know yet, but. It wouldn't shock me at all if it's 60-40 in his favor with Damian Williams playing mostly on passing downs. I think you could have the same amount of yards on more carries, so the efficiency goes down a little bit, but he still delivers good numbers. Good numbers, not great. You're obviously going to start Mahomes, you're going to start Kelsey, and then Darren Waller. Uh, Darren Waller is top 10. He is all the way up to 5th for Heath, so get him in your lineup and start Waller. Would you start Waller or Walker? Walker. Waller. Oh, my gosh. You I will take Walker over Waller. You all have them back-to-back. That's pretty cool. Waller and Walker. Would you start Mark Andrews or Waller? Waller. Waller. Okay. Chiefs Waller. DST, any interest? No. Not really. We've talked about some quarterbacks you could take a shot on, like Andy Dalton, Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett. How's, how about Derek Carr? Where is he compared to those guys? I, I'm really struggling with how high I'm going to rank Derek Carr because the projections – are increasingly wanting me to rank him uh, as a top 12 quarterback this week. Last two home games against the Chiefs, he's been top five in fantasy points. They just made Gardner Minshew look like an all-pro quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Carr, uh, when I update my quarterback preview piece today, will pass Andy Dalton as my favorite streamer. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, he's top 15 for me. Okay. Love the setup for him. He played twice against Kansas City last year. Obviously, he had like a huge game and a one-point game. So let's hope it's the former. Jacksonville's at Houston. And you guys have Deshaun Watson the like top three, right? Two, yep. Yep. Three, yeah, number two for me. Two. I'm third. Are you just not thinking Jacksonville's defense is really good? Or, uh, well, what would you think after last week? I don't know. I mean, again, I'm trying not to overreact to one week. They just played the best offense in football. And like Deshaun Watson scored 21 fantasy points against Jacksonville in week 17. The week before, he scored 39 at Philadelphia. So... Um, you know what I'm saying? Like he's coming off a massive game, but it is Jacksonville. I, they couldn't stop the the 
best quarterback in football and they can't stop the second best quarterback in football. Second best quarterback in fantasy. Second, second best, best quarterback. quarterback in football. Second best quarterback in fantasy. Football. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, fantasy football, exactly. Offense, defense. So, there you go. All right, so how do we feel about the Texans running backs? Uh, Duke over Hyde. I'm starting Duke. I'm not starting Hyde. Agree. Duke or McCoy? Duke. 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 So we like Duke? Top yep. 20 in PPR. I got him top 24 in PPR, but yes. What about non-PPR? No thanks? Top 24. Oh, really? Yeah, not quite as high as him in non-PPR. Yeah, same. Top 24. Um, all right, Hopkins, yes. Any other Texans wide receivers? Nope. No. Don't think you can feel that good about Fuller at this point. Yeah. Three targets in week one? Fuller's in that Curtis Samuel group where like, if you are looking for a desperation flex, they're the perfect kind because they could make your week in one play. But if I'm projecting them, I can't project them for a good number because there just wasn't enough involvement in the offense. Okay. So that's Houston. Um, no Minshew, obviously. Fournette must start? Yes. Yep. Yep. All right, so what's what's tricky about this game? Didi? I don't think Didi's tricky. I'm starting him. Didi had six targets, five catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown last week. How many of those numbers came from Minshew? 100%, I believe. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, it's a it's a better defense, but I don't know if it's a good one that they're facing. I don't believe it's a good one. They, the their slot no. corner was... I, they just cut their slot corner. Aaron Colvin, who was not very good, so now they're he's going up against a backup slot corner. Well, or... It's going to be a backup slot corner. I don't think they're going to move their rookie into the slot after he didn't play in the slot in college. We don't know what the Texans are going to do there, and it shouldn't really matter. That's going to be a juicy spot. Okay. So there you go. So D.D. Westbrook or um, uh, Antonio Brown, if he plays. D.D. I'll take Brown. Uh, D.D. I think if Antonio Brown plays, that's surprising. Is that our next game? It can be. I just I just wonder, even if he plays, how many times you're going to see him out there. Why? If he plays, just, why wouldn't take he one play? play? He has to learn the offense. Like we've, we've spent a decade praising the complexity of this New England system and how difficult it is to figure out. And we shouldn't expect him to have five practices and just play 100% of the snaps. Uh, I mean, I guess. I just he's a, he's, a, he's a Miami guy. Miami sucks. All right, let's go to that game. New England at Miami. So maybe as we look at James White, we should look more at what New England did in blowout wins in 2017. They had five wins by 18 or more points. I already gave the stat about, you know, James White was great in all three games in which New England blew out their opponent last year. But in 2017, they did have Rex Burkhead. But they also had Deion Lewis. And in those games, in those five blowouts, a running back caught a touchdown pass five times. But none of them had more than 32 receiving yards. So I don't know. I'm struggling with James White. Let's compare them to some other guys. James White or D.D. Westbrook? I assume we're doing this in PPR. Yeah, I'm not starting him in non-PPR. Uh, Didi. Didi. Yep. Didi, 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 Didi. Duke Johnson or James White? Duke. 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 Emmanuel Sanders or James White? White. Manny. White. James Crowder or James White? Crowder. Crowder. I believe I've got White higher. But that's That's a good one. Um, actually, I've got Crowder just a little bit higher. There are some running, like you're doing mostly flex questions, but like there are some starting running backs that in PPR, I'd start James White over this week. Philip Lindsay's one of them. Carryon Johnson's another. Um, I think he might be the best New England back in Carry PPR. Carryon Johnson, really? Yep. Interesting. 
He's a top 24 back for me in PPR. Okay. Uh, and then how about James White or James Devlin? White. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a, you know, it's a James joke because I, you know. So, uh, Sony Michelle, big game. What do you think? I think he can get right. It's a good matchup. They probably want him to get right after he had a sub 1.0 rushing average last week. I think he can find the end zone just like Mark Ingram did. Maybe even find it twice. So another I'm a little more optimistic about him. They've got a lot of South Florida guys. They do. Kind of bizarro James White. I'm definitely starting Sony Michelle in non-PPR. In PPR, I'm, I'm probably starting him, but there's absolutely no floor. He scores. I think so, too. Would you start Sony Michelle or James White in PPR? Sony. Uh, White. Whew. Sony or... Also a Southworth kid. Tariq Cohen in PPR. Sony. So you know I'm going to say Cohen and everybody else is going to say Sony. Okay. Game flow, I think, is going to be so bad for Tariq Cohen. Uh, Sony or uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Superflex. Trubisky. Sony. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Patriots wide receivers. Care to, care to weigh in here? Oh, by the way, Tom Brady's Sony. top four. <laughs> Uh, Edelman's a must. Great track record against the Dolphins. Plus, I don't know if they've got anybody that can cover him. I think Gordon's they a know. must too, because I don't think there's anybody on the Dolphins. That Even can if Brown cover plays, him. they're both. Must. Even if Brown plays, and if Brown plays, I think you can start him as well. I was really <laughs> excited about Brown when the week started, and uh, I've cooled off since. But how are they going to put any pressure on Tom Brady? I just if Brady is all day in the pocket, he's yeah. going to destroy so, them. How? But I, I like how many. I guess this is what I try to look at it from and where I struggle. How many passes do you think Brady's going to throw this week? 35? It could be 30. 35 I think, well, we just saw quarterback throw 20 and get five touchdowns. Right, exactly. Right, but 30 to 35? I, I think 30 might be the max. So Edelman's going to get 10 targets. Maybe. Let's call it 8 to 9. 8 to 9. And James I would say... White's getting 5 to 6? I don't know if he gets that many. Would you like to know how many yards Brady threw for in the three blowouts last year? I will tell you. 274... 324 and 250. One of those games against the Dolphins, he scored 24 fantasy points. They won 38 to 7. Um, I think they they crushed them like grape. I, they're going to crush them, obviously. I I I'm I guess I my problem is that I'm not projecting them to score 50 points. Well, you do have Brady as a top four quarterback. You just you you probably like James White more than Dave and Jamie do, and maybe Antonio Brown less than Dave and Jamie do. But I don't have Tom Brady projected to score four, throw four touchdown passes. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, surgeon. What's that? He's a surgeon. He's very good. I'm not saying. <laughs> no, this week he's going to. I'm not asking you to debate whether or not Tom Brady's good. Heath is crapping on Tom Brady the way this room <laughs> I mean, that stinks Trubisky, is crapping on. He's already told here Brady. Heath he, already told us that Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Tom Brady, which is obviously like. And Aaron Rodgers. Currently true. And Aaron, it's ridiculous. And true. It's 100% true. Uh, we're not starting any Dolphins. We want to get away from Kenyon Drake. Uh, I don't know. Is there, anything, is there anything else you want to add? Like Start all, sit all. Move yeah, on. But, but yeah. you gotta, uh, I, just, I am worried about Gordon if Brown plays. But who do you I'm rank not higher? This, you, I'm, I'm just a flex on Gordon. Who do you rank higher, Gordon or Brown? Gordon. 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 All right, Seattle's at Pittsburgh. Uh, Jamie, bounce back from Big Ben? Big time bounce back for Big Ben. His numbers at home, his numbers in home openers, his numbers coming off of a loss, all scream big game coming. On top of the fact that 
the gingerbread man just threw for 400 yards and two touchdowns against Seattle. And they're <laughs> okay. Uh, Seattle's going to hope maybe get a little bit healthier up front though, with Ansa and Collier potentially playing. Um, yeah. And we don't know about Pouncey, the center for the Steelers, but I almost think you can overlook it in this case. Okay, so Roethlisberger is 8th for Jamie, 8th for Dave, and 11th for Heath. You can start him. James Conner, start. Juju Smith-Schuster, start. Anyone else for Pittsburgh? You know, Ben said he's going to keep throwing to Moncrief. I don't think you play him, but not a bad tournament play. I, I do think that's important. He, he had what, nine targets or something in Ten. week one? Ten, Ten targets. He's got a dislocated finger. That makes me feel worse about Ben <laughs> if he's going to keep throwing to Dante Moncrief, but I'm still starting him. Who's I the just, who, who's the second best guys. receiver in this game? What do you mean? Is it Lockett? Is it Metcalf? It's Tyler. Come on. It's Tyler Lockett. Hey, you're the target guy. Dude, we're just telling you, you, you know, weren't going to overreact to week excuse one. Excuse me. We had these guys 75 spots apart in the rankings. Okay, excuse one. me. I, you know I always love DK, DK Metcalf. First of all, you here's the thing with you. Any player that you didn't love coming in, you would look at getting two targets and be like, well, he got two targets. But since you love Tyler Lockett, you're just willing to completely overlook I, that. I downgraded him a lot. I hope I'm so. Not, I'm not overlooking it at all. He's dropped 15 spots in my rankings. Metcalf went up 20 spots in my rankings. They've got 20 spots between them please. still. D is it possible you were too low on DK Metcalf? It's possible. I'm not going, like, I moved him up. I obviously think so. Would you guys start... Look, I think it's pretty clear that Russell Wilson had goo-goo eyes for DK Metcalf in week one. He wanted to use him. I get it. He's fast and he's big. It doesn't mean that it's going to be um, lean targets for Tyler Lockett each week. They also attempted only 20 passes in the game. He also has a bad back. Uh, who, Metcalf? Lockett. Oh, Lockett? Is it Lockett? Did it lock it up on him? Okay, so uh, would you would you how would you rank Josh Gordon with the Seattle guys? I'm still uh, gonna put Lockett ahead of Lockett, Gordon, Metcalf. That's the way to do it. Would you I take Gordon over both? Would you start Tyrell Williams over Lockett? Yes. Okay. If you have a running back that you're just nervous about, do you feel like Metcalf is a guy that's okay to start this week as a flex? In PPR, I think you can get away with it. Yeah. Okay. Just a matter of how many passes Russell Wilson throwing. Unless that running back is like Kenyon Drake level nervous, I would say no. How, how do you feel about Wilson and Carson? I mean, the Steelers might just have a really good run defense. And how do you feel about um, how, those two guys? I like them both. I like Roethlisberger better, but they're both in my top 10 this week. I don't like Russell Wilson at all. Wilson's not in my top 20. Yeah. Um, I'm Look, starting Carson. Steelers are down Joe Hayden. If he doesn't play, that's bad. Uh, TJ Watt, I think, practiced on Wednesday, so it looks like he'll play in the game. I, I think you're putting Russ in a play-from-behind situation on the road. I think he could find three touchdowns. Interesting. All right, let's go to our last two games. Uh, by the way, DSTs? No. Oh, yes. Advanced McDonald? No. No. Arizona? Uh, bounce back game coming. He's oh, okay. Yeah? Okay, all right. Arizona at Baltimore. Uh, stat of the game. Arizona allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends in 2018. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson had 131 yards at a touchdown. So <laughs> for that, for what it's worth. Um, anyone you're getting away... All right, let, phrase it, frame it for me. Lamar Jackson's top five, right? Yes. Yep. Mark Ingram, we already talked about. Heath's got him like 19th in PPR, but everybody's pretty much got Mark Ingram as a start. 
and in non-PPR is a much better start. Marquise Brown is what? Number three receiver? At best. I've got him as a number four. I think. Boomer bust flex. Yeah, number three. Interesting. All right, so we're getting away from Marquise Brown in many situations. And then what about Mark Andrews? Top, top ten tight end. Yep. Start him. Vance or Andrews? Andrew. Andrews. Andrews. Howard or Andrews? I got Andrews higher. What was the answer there? Did I, I heard at the same time. I said Andrews. Yeah, I think I have Andrews ranked higher. I, I said the wrong thing. Andrews. Okay. So everybody has Andrews ranked ahead of OJ Howard. Um, and then that's it for Baltimore. What do you think about Arizona? Are these guys worth start? Okay, let's start with David Johnson. You nervous about him or what? No, you're still going to start him. I like how they utilized him the way he should have been utilized all last year, but he wasn't because those coaches were dopey dopes. They're going to throw to him a bunch. Got a nice amount of air yards. Got a lot of work. That's why you drafted him with a top 20 pick. I'm still worried about him between the tackles, including this week. But if the catches can make up for that, he'll be good. Okay. How about the passing game? How do you feel about these guys this week? Fitzgerald's a starter in PPR, and that's it. Right. I don't, I don't quite feel so good about Christian Kirk. If you've got him as your number three and you just whiffed on picking up other receivers this week off waivers, then I think it's easy to go back to him. I like the target share that he had. And Baltimore secondary, Arizona's going to catch him at the right time. Jimmy Smith is hurt. We'll see about Marlon Humphrey and whether or not he plays. They were already on a second-string slot corner, and they're going to load up with four and five wides plenty of times. Yeah, I don't want to start Kirk, but I would start him over any of the waiver wire receivers. No chance for me. Well, who would you start? Oh, you, you wouldn't start him over John Brown, would you, Heath? I'm sorry. I would start him over any of the wide re- waiver wire wide receivers besides John Brown and Jamison Crowder. So all of the like flash in the pan guys. I have him in the 40s, and I think I have him too low. I don't have him ranked. You should not call Marquise Brown and DK Metcalf flash in the pan. And you should not say Deshaun Watson is the second best quarterback in football. And you should not say that Mitchell Trubisky is a starting option. Chicago at Denver. But Heath loves Mitchell Trubisky. Um... Okay, uh, who's the best fantasy option in this game? Chicago at Denver? Yeah. Robinson? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Bears DST. How do you feel about Tariq Cohen? Nervous. Start him a PPR, sit him in none. Uh, I'd sit him both. I like Devin Singletary better. Anything else? Anything else here? Uh, Montgomery's in the flex conversation, but in PPR, there are so many receivers out there. I don't think you could ever find it in your mind to go with Montgomery. We just don't know how much work he's going to get. There are a group of running backs. Um, LaShawn McCoy is in that group. David Montgomery's in that group. Miles Sanders is in that group. Devin Singletary's in that group that should get more work moving forward at some point. Um, I just have a hard time. Like, I'd like to see them get more work before I project them to get more work. How about big game coming for Singletary? How about uh, Trey Burton if he plays? Any interest after no. Denver struggle with Waller? No. No, thank you. As much as I love the Patriots DST, I do think the Bears should be number one, guys. Please make that change in your rankings. Nope. They're gonna have six sacks. Yeah. So that's not enough. <laughs> that's the problem with Brady and all these receivers. The Patriots defense is gonna score three times. Right, exactly. All right, so they are going to get 50. How about that? Just not all on offense. 
Uh, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Hey, the smell in here is so good. Uh, I'm going to leave. Bye. Ugh. What's it smell like? What is going on? Why is it so smelly? I, we don't know. We're, we're in a room where it smells like someone left a can of tuna fish it's, well, overnight. To me, it smells like I imagine that Adam's room smells when he doesn't leave the house. It's like a days. musty grandfather's house. Yes. yes, you're correct. That's what it smells like in here. I went out to dinner last night. I just want everybody to know. It was wonderful. So you showered yesterday. I don't think those two things have to go together. I showered. I, I showered. showered when he leaves the house. I showered because I got a haircut and I had a lot of hair. You know, I had like loose hair. I had to get it out, so I did shower. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're baby Wolfman. Uh, yeah. It's a it good haircut. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll recap the Thursday game and we will get into the NFC home games on tomorrow's show. Dave. Na 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 na.